Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. It's your boy Dave and Adam Deacon over here. I'm here. I don't know what his Instagram name is, but I would tell you to check it out. I don't even you, get it. You don't. It's some dumb joke, but it's August 2nd of 2015, and we are three days into the training camp. Pretty psyched. Yeah. First yeah. day of pads today. Pads are on, and, you know, all the storylines start to unfold. Yeah, of course, the quarterbacks. Oh, what's going on with the quarterbacks, guys? Oh, yeah. Did anybody pull away? No. No one's done anything except well, get sacked, allegedly. Yeah, and, there's there's been a lot of that going on. But, I mean, they really got the deck stacked against them. Look, look who's lining up on the other side of that offensive line. You got the best defense in the division, for sure, arguably in the league. Only defensive line to make the top 100. Yeah. Fun stat from last podcast. Yeah, that, there was that. Well, you got to figure this. You have an, a, a very interesting rotation of the quarterbacks. Um, I could be wrong, but when I was watching um, the press conference of Rex Ryan, he went over the quarterback rotations and – I thought everybody was going to get, quote-unquote, even reps, but what's really happening is day one, it was Taylor Taylor Castle with the ones and Manuel with the twos and threes or something like that. Right, right. So I, I thought I thought they are going to have, like, one group, you know, like one dude with the ones, the second one with the twos, the third one with the two, threes. So sounds like the last two is – alternating you know, like they're all in a group at the same time Matt Castle stays has been staying in the rotation every day with the one and second quarterback right he's been he's been with the ones every day taking the majority of those snaps right so that's kind of like the curveball I didn't expect but allegedly it's giving the other two guys a chance to develop and honestly if you think about it Matt Castle if he's on the team or not, these guys, they, they, they need to watch a veteran, especially EJ. Tyrod Taylor got to watch Joe Flacco, but Flacco was still pretty young when he was there. I mean, Castle's 10 years in the league, and you got to figure, hey, we're going to keep that guy out. That way, when he's watching Castle take the reps, he knows what the hell he's got to correct or improve on. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, he's – great to fill a mentor type role like that um and i don't necessarily think that uh putting ej especially ej with the with the twos and the threes it's a terrible tactic it, you know it's it's not it's not as bad as it sounds he need he needs a little extra time back there to to get his feet set when when his feet are on the ground he he has a good arm at the same time going and against... i think you know having a little bit of a slower pace to get started you know first day in pads i think that might be might be beneficial in a way i mean he's he's been struggling a little bit you know two for ten through the first three days in 11 on 11s um sacked three times dropped a snap you know shotgun formation dropped the ball yeah. It's you, not pretty, but... At the same time, it's nice to have Tyrod Taylor and E.J. Manuel developing with the second and third unit because you're not going against that top defense. You guys can at least... You better be able to make your reads. and Because there could be a time... There could be a thing, too, where, just like anything, your defense, if it's top top five in the league here and your offense was is under a brand new system and I'm not saying that they can't be middle of the pack, but as far as last year is concerned, you guys sucked. So you're not going to get any progress <laughs> going against the number one defense. If you don't know where the, where the hell you need to be. So I, I think it's refreshing. So like, here's my conspiracy theory. So I'm, I'm going off the railroad tracks, but stay with me. The conspiracy theory could be watch Matt Castle because we're going to probably keep E.J. Manuel and Tyrod Taylor on because Castle has the lowest cap hit. And you just brought Tyrod Taylor in with the promise that he'd get a shot to start. 
you might not be able to cut that guy right away unless he totally flops. My point being, you watch Matt Castle, and Matt Castle is thrown to the wolves. Can he make everything happen against the first-team defense? If he can, that's going to raise the stock. If he can't, hopefully these next two guys underneath them are improving. So they might already be thinking Castle's out the door, but we still got to bring these quarterbacks up right. a and, little bit. And Taylor's been decent through the first three days. You know, he, he's been sacked six times, but uh, no no turnovers. He's He's got a touchdown, six for ten. He, he, that a, touchdown, though, they did say could have been a sack. They they weren't really right. sure. I mean, you right. got to put highlights on the Bills website, right? That, yeah. Yeah. I, we saw him. I, I mean. We all saw him. Okay. What do you think about uh, Matt Castle overall? What what do you think he's been throwing? What did we look up earlier? 70%? Yeah, right around If right If he around gets 70. the ball out, he's at 70%, which is pretty crazy. Four sacks. One interception. You know who else had a high percentage? Trent Edwards. Captain Checkdown. So, I don't know if these are dink and dunk passes. We have a friend, Drunk Dean Milak, that went to the camp today. Probably pre-hammered. We should give him a call, but we're not. To see if they were dink and dunk passes from Castle or not. Haven't been able to make it. Work schedule is crazy. Not sure, but that that's the thing is you can look at percentages. You can look at anything you want, but what kind of throws are there? It would be nice if they were, you know, the, the, the medium throws, like 15 to 20 yards, if they were just on the money. I mean, you know, how many yeah, third anything, and tens anything, have we seen this team not Anything convert? 10 and up, anything to get you past the marker, you know what I mean? those Those are the ones that count. But I've also seen Fitzpatrick. Love you, Fitz, if you're listening. I'm sure you are. But, um, dude, how many times did he throw a bad ball <laughs> to Fred Jackson or Speller out of the backfield? Like, hits his fingertips, <laughs> Fred Jackson's backpedaling and falls over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, he's reaching. It happens. Remember in Major League, the guy's like, I got big balls or whatever, and then he's, like, taking his hands and. Yeah. Slinging him back and forth. That's like Fred Jackson trying to catch a pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Out of the oh, God, I love that movie, though. I think I just watched it recently. So good. But, yeah, so the quarterback thing, ESPN has a headline along the lines of Castle's shaky, but taking an edge on the lead over everybody else. Uh, Adam brought up a good point with me earlier, saying, yeah, Tyra Taylor is getting sacked. But I thought the whole purpose of him was to not get sacked. So yeah. I thought that was. Yeah, I thought he would be uh, getting out of the way a little bit. I thought he he was Mr. Uh, Mr. Speedy Feet there. Yeah, right. And then you got E.J. Manuel, and you're like, damn it. You really hope the light turns on. You really just hope it turns on. He's completed, what, two passes? Two out of ten. What's going on there? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's say, they're saying he was even missing against air and one-on-one drills. Listen, man. Me, I made a new internet friend, okay, on Instagram. I took a picture. I went on a shopping spree at Marshall's. I spent like $117. I got a lot of stuff. I got an EJ Manual jersey, okay? It was like the support your troops thing with the camouflage letters and numbers. The, the salute to service. Yeah, okay, whatever. The the salute to service that, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. But it's a hideous-ass jersey. It was 40 bucks, and our good bud David Larson decided to shoot me a text with that jersey on there. So I had to go down. They got the Bills shit out. I'm freaking there. I pick up some Jordan shirts because I'm just totally... Yeah, I don't know. They're $16, all right, a piece. Got a little Jordan bag, pretty psyched. You know, travel, because I'm really just a world traveler to nowhere. But yeah, okay. I, I just figure, all right, I'm going to put all these clothes on my girlfriend, take an Instagram picture, just like lay it on her inside the, inside the vehicle, 
take a picture of it, sarcastically put in there, hey, EJ Manuel, your jersey should never be in Marshalls for $40 again. This should show who I'm rooting for, which I am, because it is the best for the franchise. Doesn't he hit me back with some LOLs? Nothing wrong with shopping at Marshalls. At least she has a jersey. He must have missed the part where I'm not buying her the jersey. (laughs) She already has like a used little kid Kelly jersey. No, EJ, I'm going to bring it to camp. You're going to autograph it. I'm going to tell whatever spawns of Satan offspring come out of my wife one day, if I ever have a wife. But you get my point. Like, dude, no, man, the jersey's for me, and I hope you succeed. So he replied, we're tight now. Uh, We're going to go golfing. Um, I'm going to take him out. You aren't. You're lying. All right, so I wish dreams came true, but... It's but cool. he did hit you on Instagram. I saw it. He did. It's proof. David J. Palermo. Look it up. But don't look at who I follow. Not a good idea. But uh, anyways, so I think EJ's cool that he's keeping his ear to the ground is my point with that. You know, he knows he's got a lot of critics. And clearly, if he has time to respond to my dumbass, he must not have that many people hitting him up. And if he does have enough time to hit everybody up, your ass better be in a playbook, son, because I don't know where you're fine all this time. And if you lose a competition, we know why. But, dude, I will never shred a player because I hate seeing people, oh, this guy has no heart. He's got no work ethic. And it's coming from a lot of ESPN guys or radio guys. They'd have never trained a hard day in your life. So I'm not going to knock that guy. You know, I'm sure he's doing the work. You better be. You know, so I, I wish him the best. I, I, I really think if EJ Manuel wins this competition, it's the best sort of franchise. Doug Whaley looks great after that, even though it was tactically not his pick. It was a Buffalo Bills pick. But I, I hope everything works out for the kid. I, I, I thought when they drafted him, they saw like a Cam Newton light. As far, as far as that pick, I think it's safe to say <laughs> that he... He was more likely than not at least generally aware of the pick. Okay. Bad deflate joke? I had you, to. You tried. I had to. You tried. But think about it, though. It's a it's a very, very, very good time to have EJ Manuel step up. It's got to be this training camp. And uh, Rex Ryan did praise him a couple days ago saying you look good. A buddy of mine was watching training camp, who I respect his opinion. His uh, his dad was a football coach, and he played quarterback in high school. And he said, uh, you know, E.J. Manuel looked good. They were showing, I guess, the training camp and NFL Network or something. But he was watching, said he looked good. I hope he I hope he does it, you know. It would be nice to see Tyrod Taylor, Mac Hassel. I don't know. I, I Honestly, whoever they choose, I'm on board with. But the most beneficial would be E.J. Manuel, hands down. Hands down. Let that kid run like a deer. I would love to see it work out for him. I mean, some people think I'm nuts, but I put on Randall Cunningham highlights and then, like, E.J. Manuel's highlights from, like, Florida State and then some of the Bills ones. Somebody made into a compilation on on YouTube. And, yeah, Randall Cunningham was a beast. I'm, I'm not trying to say he was – E.J. Manuel is Randall Cunningham, but a lot of the way – I feel like that their bodies are built too, their physique and the, their movement. Absolutely. I, I think it's very close. So if you guys yeah. ever get a chance, you should really, maybe I'll even make like a 15 second Instagram splice of it because a lot of the movements are very shifty. I mean, it, it's crazy. Kind of how it's similar to me. I might put be on a limb here. I think like McCoy is very similar to Barry Sanders where he could stop on the dime and turn the other way. So I, I could see... EJ Manuel having a game like Randall Cunningham and how that relates to Rex, which I don't know if I've ever said it. I've probably said it 12 times. Rex Ryan's dad, Buddy Ryan, when he was the head coach of the Eagles, he told Cunningham, yeah, get faster. The last coach tried to rein him in a little bit. He told Randall, get faster. We're running you. And I hope, I really hope, that is what Rex Ryan wants from E.J. Manuel. Because that Cleveland game, I thought we saw, I think that was the ceiling so far, was that Cleveland game where he got hurt. Yeah. 
he he really was a dual threat that game. It, yeah, it looked he like was, he was coming to his own. He he looked for real until he went down. He definitely did. I mean, for me, I would love to see EJ make it, but whoever whoever is most careful with the ball. And right now, that's been Tyrod Taylor. No turnovers. No, no fumbles. I just. I, I don't I, know. I think uh, I think it's, it's whoever so, whoever's gonna protect the ball and Tyrod was was uh, has always been the wild card in this situation. You don't know, and he doesn't have the playing experience. He might he might make those critical mistakes. That's that's what I'm worried about. Is the live bullets, man. When that when those live bullets are coming, you know, that's that's a different story, man. Because you're you're at a a fight or flight mode, and you got to choose what you want to do. When you got these huge ass dudes coming after you and you're trying to process everything, you know, like I I I can't imagine it, but at least with EJ Manuel, I didn't see a nervous guy back there. In fact, I thought he was too chilled out sometimes. I was like, damn, this kid doesn't he's like too relaxed. But I like yeah, that. He, I'd rather have to turn it up a little calm. bit. Yeah. You know, like like he has like this eerie calm confidence to himself and i you know they were talking on wgr to give a percentage of how much uh coaching it was on the howard simon show a little cred to them they were talking about how much of it was was coaching and uh the jeremy guy and matthew and howard they all weighed in and i remember i think jeremy's was pretty low and so was Matthew Collar's number of how much E.J. Manuel was, like, his performance was based on coaching. And, and, and Howard said 40%. And I got to say, that's the exact number, I would think, too, how much the coach affected E.J.'s play. And here's why. Right. And anybody who watched last season and the season before will agree with that. Well, also look at – I don't know one Bills fan who was like, nah, you know, Doug Marone – Nathaniel Hackett, they were pretty good. No, nobody, nobody. Not even you that. didn't even get good. Nobody. You had to, that. I, I was usually the one saying that Nate Hackett was better than Doug Marone was on the B. But think about this: you got a kid who came from a military background. What do you do? You do what you're told. His father's in the military for years. He still might be. I don't know. And then his mother has the cancer thing while he's in college, and he, you know he's dealing with that, balancing that. Do I think E.J. Manuel's the greatest athlete? No. Do I think he's even remotely, like, super football smart? No, because what Winston did after that was crazy. At the same time, you you got a head coach that did not set him up with a quarterback's coach that he thought his offensive coordinator could do double duty. Are you crazy with a rookie quarterback? And and, and I just feel like he was set up to fail because – Look how he looked in that Cleveland game. He was progressing into his own. He gets hurt again. What happens? Doug doesn't even play him the last game of the season. He, yeah. And then, then he took the that bench. personal that he said, yeah, 110% that EJ's playing the last game. And then look what happens when Orton comes in. Orton digresses and tries to sack himself. Yeah, and Orton played like he had no heart. He really did. You know, like he, he, when you're trying to sack yourself, as, as I just said earlier, I won't shred a player because I'm not out there. And, you know, I didn't put in the work that he did. But you're talking about a guy who's literally trying to sack himself. To me, that's clear as day. I'm calling you on your shit. You tried to sack yourself, Orton, and it was pathetic. But you see a kid like EJ that wants to run to get those extra yards, do whatever. In his defense, though, I think he knows that if he throws in that situation, that's a turnover. I think he knows that from having been in the league long enough and – Having been in that situation. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. There's so, I mean, it's, Have you ever heard of the term quarterback scramble? That's where the scrambling kicks in. Okay? It, you know what I mean? Pocket presence. I, I mean, right, not right. turn your back to your opposite shoulder. and Like, you know what I'm saying? Get out of here with that. But the thing is, is back to my dumbass point. I really feel that 40% is a perfect number on what screwed up EJ because he's doing what he's told, man. 
I think the smartest thing you can do in life is learn from other people's mistakes. So you got a guy like Doug Marone, Nate Hackett, whose dad was in the league forever as a coach, and and Nate Hackett was the ball boy, all those pretty little dumb stories, whatever. He trusted them. He trusted his coaches. He did what he was told. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that was shit-ass football that that kid was taught to play. (laughs) Somehow, you have a coach that takes – Cordy Glenn and Eric Wood and make some regrets and you have the right tackle who was at least freaking serviceable moving him into guard for the first time in his life. Okay. Eric Pierce is who I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, and okay. So I I feel for the kid at the same time, he needs to step up because that other 60% it's on him. That's totally on him. You know, like there's plays he could have made, maybe reads he could have made. I mean, we've watched him play. We've exhausted it many times just amongst his friends, you know, like in hindsight, if we knew Orton was going to bitch out, that's what we'll call it because that's the truth because that's all you get here on the Numb Bills podcast is the truth. He bitched out. Shoot, he didn't even want to play before we signed him. Yeah, like, get out of here. So, you know, EJ needs to step it up. He really needs to step it up. If not, I don't know what to tell you. I I think Matt Castle, if he wins the job, I think we're going to be watching Fitzpatrick football again. I think even less exciting. I'm almost thinking more like between Trent Edwards and Fitzpatrick. Tyrod Taylor, you're going to want to give him a few games to develop. I I don't know if it's fair to say Fitzpatrick football or anyone else football because there are a lot of other electric playmakers on that offense. you got a lot of talent there. Yeah, but here's the thing. We've seen these quarterbacks, man. Our prime of our lives, from when you started jerking off, and then until present time, for me that's been that's like a, sixteen long years. Time. Oh, long, you know, I have longer. not really seen that good a quarterback play in the last like. You put on these other teams when you watch other games other than the Bills, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't know a quarterback could do that." Like that's a regular thing. You know, like <laughs> oh shit. You guys are making completions like three yards down the field every time. The guy doesn't have to do the major league waddle back, grabbing his nuts thing, making fun of the other guy, try to grab catch thing that we touched on earlier. Like you could make a mixtape and throw it on YouTube on how bad some of the throws are with the bills. Like, and you wonder why people like Steve Johnson get pissed and they throw their hands up in the air because they don't show it on the TV. And when you're at the games, you see it. Those receivers yeah. are all frustrated. Eric Wood got in the doghouse yesterday or last year with Marome, which I heard through the grapevine through some secret channels that was because he was shredding EJ Manuel saying, step it up. You know, like, what do you want these guys to do? Steve Johnson, he gets shipped off, give away two first-round picks for Watkins, which, hey, getting other positions on the field, good segue time. Sammy Watkins is a fucking beast. Like, I would literally say beast. So good. So good. Like, Rex Ryan saying he grabbed this dude in a drill and just literally picked him up like a child with two hands and dragged him 10 yards. I shouldn't even say drag. Just pushed him right in his chest. Ten yards. I was like, boom, out of the way. And you get a guy like that, if you teach him how to block, you know, Chan Gailey always liked receivers who could block. And they had a very exciting run, especially out of the spread. Yeah. So, I mean, with with McCoy and Felton, you're going to have more of a a power run game. At the same time, are we jumping to conclusions? We don't know what the hell they're going to do. We hear hints like, oh, well, you know, Eric Wood mentioned, well, watch San Francisco's offense. And that's a lot of what we're doing. And, and San Fran had a couple guys 
Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Gore, we thought he was his knees were dead five years ago. But there he was doing his thing. I should say, like, two years before even Greg Roman got there, you know? But, you know, Crabtree came came to fruition over there with Kaepernick. You know, C. Johnson did all right last year there. He had one really good game with Kaepernick, but their offense was down. I I hear they're loving him at Chargers camp, by the way. Really? Yeah. He's always open, man. That guy just needs somebody to get him the freaking ball. He's like a receiver. That I think is too good for uh, – yeah, it sounds so dumb. I'm going to sound so dumb. I think if C. Johnson – guy's awesome. He, he He's an awesome character, but I think he, he, he he's in his head too much. And if you could get that kid's head screwed on correctly, which it might be, I don't know. We haven't been tight with him in a couple of years now. So if you can get his screws on correct, that's a receiver for an advanced quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like a like a top yeah, top third, because you develop that chemistry with him. He's always gonna he's gonna beat that corner. It's not if it's when and 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 if they can lock that up, yeah. it it could be how he always just finds that one step that's got. Him now out you of got Philip Rivers. Now Stevie, buddy. I hope everything works out. I know you're listening. Um, If you want to join me in the autograph tent again, you know what I mean? Like, or if you want me to get you more guys to your autograph tent, just call me. I'll fly in again. And, um, you know, we could work it out. And after you do a great job at San Diego, hopefully we shoot Bryce Brown back to San Diego for you for pretty much that. <laughs> we pretty much traded C. Johnson for Bryce Brown, who's probably going to get cut. You know, Stevie, I'd love to see you back. I don't know who's going to leave on the receiver core, but. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I don't know. I think he could break out. I think he could be. A, I think he could ball out. He's just got to keep his head on, man. But enough about, enough about Stevie. What about Harvin? What do you like from our man, Harvin? Playing cornerback. Playing cornerback. He he was a he was a two late you know he was a a two way player in uh, high school. Played some defense, but he did just say he was trying to not be a gadget guy. If you go if you're trying to be a wideout, he's you, been saying that for years. If you're trying to be a wideout, right after you should the focus migraine, on wideout. Right after I have migraines came. I don't want to be a gadget guy, probably. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like, I felt bad for Percy with the migraines, you know? But now he's got that squared away. And he's, unfortunately, I think that's the biggest compliment ever if you can be a gadget guy. Because that dude catches the ball and he runs like a running back. He's a monster. He is absolutely a monster. You don't think so? Get on that Madden, do that jet sweep, whatever. If you want to run the gadget play, run the gadget play. <laughs> let just, him, let him run wish. some kicks back. I mean, do we need our wide receiver playing cornerback? I don't care. Let him take the reps. I don't. Well, hey man, just just like a versatile. Take play, a look at it. A versatile player. You never Why know, not? man. But do we need that? Well, okay, say it came down to Goodwin or Harvin. Which, when people float this, I think it's nuts that you don't keep both of them. Well, I guess it's not too nuts. If Goodwin gets hurt and can't stay healthy, I could see Rex turning on him a little bit saying, look, man, you got to – because Hogan – Hogan's got to get it together, man. He's had a hard couple couple of days at training camp so far. No, really? Yeah, he's had he had some – he had uh, at least one or two drops. Really? Yeah, he's got to – he's got to step it up. That department is full – Hogan, man, you can't be doing this, dude. You, you know, yeah, note to, note to Hogan, man. Especially with, with that uh, Des Lewis kid there. They like his size. They like the big guy, you know. They like having that kind of target. Chandler's gone. We got Clay now. He's, yeah, you know he's what, a big guy. You know guy, what big target made a catch for a touchdown? Marcus Easley? Yeah. That seems to Marcus Easley. How many times has Marcus Easley been like the preseason starter? Like, man. How do you not surf this kid? I was I've been pulling for Marcus Easley since they drafted that guy. 
like when he got when he got injured like the first time i was like shit man there goes our big target you know because you had you had fitzpatrick too after that as we recovered from the injury like you had the lockout and fitz held, held like some kind of like receivers bullshit in arizona and they're throwing on air and oh easily he's like oh easily beasted out it's like ooh, ooh, and then he couldn't see the field because of ruval martin because the Ruval Martin played so good on special teams that I got some Chan Gailey's world, even though Chan, I know you're listening too. I love you. But what the hell was going on, man? Like, Ruval Martin was not athletic. Could that dude even run around? I'd rather have Scott Chandler. Dude, <laughs> I'd rather have like a, a clone. I'd rather have I thought Lee. you weren't going to shred players. I would have rather had Lee Smith out there running routes as a wide receiver. <laughs> Then Ruval Martin. I just want to see my man, quote unquote, easily, quote unquote, beasting out. That's all I wanted to see on the field. And I think of that kid, I swear to God, the other day, because I'm so religious, I'm going to swear on God right now. Give the kid a chance, man. Just give him a shot. You know, some guys, all they need are one mic. All he easily needs is one shot. Dude, he, look at that kid's measurables, man. It's retarded. Oh, I know. You know, but then it's like, wait, would I rather have Watkins out there, Woods out there, Harvin, <laughs> Goodwin, Hogan? Uh, who who do you put out there? Yeah, I guess the order is fine. I mean, my I would take. You know, we we know the top three receivers. They're, they're going to be Watkins, Woods, Harvin. The last two, I think, are interchangeable for different packages. Um, you're going to see him out there, those three primarily. But if Goodman, if, if Goodwin can get it together, route running, really become, which Rex commented on that in the OTAs and mini camps. If he could, yeah, if he I mean, could he's keep building just on that go route, you know, that's 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 what they were doing with him under the last. Under the last, you know, coaching coaching staff, there it was just the go route with him. They were just remember, remember, <laughs> Chan Gailey would try Marquise, to get Roscoe Spar- Roscoe Parrish in space with the ball. You know, like Yo, you got you got to get Roscoe Goodwin. was my dude. I I like that dude. Guy, I think yeah. Goodwin could be better than Roscoe. Oh yeah, but oh, I love that dude, man. He was great. You know, so but but if Chris Hogan does not show up, he's out. There's no way because then. Behind him, who's that one kid? Deontay Thompson? Yeah. Who's with the Ravens? Who he's pretty much, at least what I'm gathering, same with Thigpen. So Thigpen, Goodwin, and Thompson, to me, are very similar guys. Interchangeable. Right. right. But Goodwin has world-class speed. Like, you're not messing. You're one of the fastest dudes ever. Right. You know, and on so, that note, I'm just going to throw it out there. We're on this. We're on the camp. Is uh, now the pads are on. Darby's keeping up with Goodwin. Darby's fast. Uh, Gilmore even said that in his interview there that you know he is quick. If that's if that's somebody if there's somebody on the team that you want your cornerbacks to be able to keep up with, it's gonna be a guy like Goodwin. Again, such great competition out there for these guys. A lot of a lot of good matchups. Gilmore on uh, on Sammy. They're both hanging tough against one another. Well, I mean Gilmore just looks so big, and like Ronald Darby's got a good group of dudes to learn from. I mean, you're talking about Darby's speed four three eight in the combine. That's that's pretty tight. And if he's keeping up and he's backpedaling, yeah. He's backpedaling and keeping up with Goodwin. And you know he's doing good, too. He's catching. You watch his highlights of him. He catches back up to the receiver pretty quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he catches up and knocks that ball out. And if you're looking for him, just look for C.J. Spiller's number 28, and you'll find him. This is going to be hell for me to learn these new numbers. But, yeah, I like the secondary, man. The secondary is tight. Real tight. I I love that you know we're gonna have Corey Graham on the field a lot more this year, um, starting at safety. I think they're That's trying my... to put the the best defensive backs 
if you if you were to pull him out of a hat like 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 rank of just defensive backs, they want him out there on the field, right. because you can't have Corey Graham on the bench. I think they think Roby's such a good player, and especially being small and being able to blitz, you don't you literally don't see that guy coming. Um, I, I think they want to see what they could build with him, because he is a nickel corner. There's no one's taking that nickel corner spot. That's a lock. Right. That is a lock. And McCalvin. Shoot, he was named for that spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously, like from birth, and, and and it's like so now you got the secondary, and you're having two corners right now, two former corners starting at safety, and right. Corey Graham played on played with Ed Reed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and then you had Jerry's Bird playing with Aaron Williams, and and so so now you hear Chris Brown for today's Sunday. Watched a Bills Focus video. He he says something. He had an, an interview with Aaron Williams, actually not on Bills Focus, but on the Bills website. And uh, he goes, Aaron, we could count a handful of times all day where it wasn't anything less than five or six guys blitzing. So what's it tell you? They're putting everybody on, yeah, on a guy. Yeah, and you can do that. stacking it up. If your Rex Ryan is that not a dream? To have two safeties that are corners, or at least they have a corners mentality, but they're smart enough to 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 be safeties. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I mean they can do it all. They can they can blitz. They can hit. They can they can get on and that. Aaron ball. Williams wants to just crush dudes. His rookie year, which his second year sucked compared comparatively. Like that's just a verdict. I think it, it is what it is. I thought he was strong his first year. You just know Zach Hay would just pop people. He did not give a shit. Yeah. He's just crushing you. Yeah, he's hard as nails, man. It's one, not one like of my favorite players on the team. By the way, on a side note, uh, you ever see that video of Richard Sherman talking to like an offensive lineman or something talking shit? And then no. he's like, He's like, oh, what are you going to do? Punch me in the face? Dude just straight up punches him in the face. Oh, actually, yeah, I think I did see that. And then Richard Turner runs behind his, his buddies, waits for him to come up, and then he starts talking all this shit. Like, after his boys are there, he's backing up. Before his boys get there with his arms, I'm like, oh, I didn't do nothing. Oh, it's like, I am so glad we don't have those guys in our team. Which, on Instagram, I posted a video when that shit, when he went off about Crabtree. <laughs> I posted that on Instagram, and I tagged Gilmore, and I was like, yo, <laughs> please don't be like this, and you're great. And he replied, he goes, nah, man, I'm just working at it. I'm going to be, it's not an if I'll be great, it's when I'm great. And I thought that was cool. So, this secondary, man, it yeah. is going to be crazy. Duke Williams is the third dude in the safety department, but yeah. his issue's always been coverage, man. It's always finding the ball. It's ah, uh, he's. I'd I don't. Like to he see, he did uh, have a pick though in practice. I'd like to see more out of that Bakari Rambo guy there. Gave Aaron Rodgers that hard time last year. How many safeties do you think they keep? I don't even remember what they caught last year. Four. So I was thinking they just keep three. Because I think that's like the Percy. Har- I think that's like the Percy Harvin factor. So I had this thought on the secondary. I think Corey Grant could be like a linchpin to, to the enti- entire secondary because he's so versatile. Um, I believe one of the sites had him, maybe on Pro Football Focus, had Corey Graham I saw somewhere, maybe on Twitter. If I'm wrong, I'm just retarded. So look it up yourself. But I believe he was rated the number one cornerback last year, and I was screaming to get that dude on the field last year. You yeah, know, I wanted to see he was that. so good. Wanted to see him get out there a little bit more. That I'm so excited that they put him at safety, so he's gonna be taking a majority of those snaps. Well, think about it. Because of him moving to safety, which now now you got Roby on the field, you can throw in Darby if they go four receivers. You know, right? If they need four corners, Depen- the- also depending on where McKelvin is. Well, I'm, I'm assuming McCalvin's healthy. Well, uh, Rex was saying just today that there's been a setback with his 
his recovery. And... I, I'm going by day one starting though. I, I'm but, just I'm okay, in fantasy okay. world. I'm a fantasy. Just follow me on my carpet ride. So like, you you got Corey Graham as a linchpin because he's so versatile, and I think that's where Percy Harvin also comes in. If, if, if Percy Harvin really could step in at corner, I know this is a horrible thought. But if he could, that's going to make him more valuable on the roster because I'm looking at the cut downs, man. Like, look at all those running backs. I don't want to see Fred get cut. I don't think he should get cut. He's a clearly the best pass blocker. But, like, I think Corey Graham has a huge effect on everything because if you don't have Corey Graham, you got Duke Williams at safety or some retried free agent. Because if there's a guy worth right. getting out there that would be better than Corey Graham at safety, they would have him. No. So like without yeah like that that's crazy man I I think Corey Graham I, I love that they're getting him on the field and he's so versatile it's like having you know you could do some crazy zero coverages like you can go nuts with that guy man yeah I really feel like he could play anywhere in the secondary you could put him in any position and he would do great yeah so um. Linebacker-wise, Ty Powell seems to keep making plays. I'm yeah. hearing his name a lot. Yep, his name's popping up a lot. Um, Preston Brown, he's doing well. Did you hear about Rex? 46 defense? He, yeah. Yeah, he mentioned that in the, uh, the little press interview there. Yeah, I found that interesting because uh, I haven't – I don't think we've touched on this, but I I like to be devil's advocate. I find myself looking at both sides of the coin a lot. And a lot of times, especially um, like in business situations or just life situations, you know, you know, say I was a dick to somebody. I try to look at it from their point of view or I have a decision to make. Try to look at everybody's point of view. And I, I feel like, Everybody assumed that Rex's defense is going to be a 3-4. And I think from Rex's angle, he's looking at it like that's what they're going to assume. But the flip side is, yeah, I know what this personnel has done the last two years very good. So I'm going to use whatever the best is. He's never came out as ever running a 34, I, I think, ever. Because I'm like a slave to his interviews. Now, he might have hinted right. towards it, I think, to throw you off to assume. But the media has taken – it's like whenever somebody brings in a defensive a, a defensive coordinator that's different from the year before, oh, man, how are you going to do from a 43 to a 34 and vice versa? It's like, calm down, man. They're going to evaluate if they're a smart coach. They're going to evaluate and put these guys hopefully in the best position. To win. Now, the Bills have been successful in the 34. But when you hear Dennis Thurman, the defensive coordinator, bringing up, yeah, we're going back to Rex's, a lot of Rex's old, older principles with the Ravens. You know, Rex has won awards as a 4-3. He'll tell you. I cannot wait to see what they bring out on the field. And next thing you know, he's like, being asked a question, yeah, looks like you had a, a four six out there. Like, whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah, I mean, he was I born need... with the with the forty six, you know. Yeah, yeah, his, his pops was uh, his pops was a a key player in. That's him. In the he made that, that. You know, yeah. like he. So that's kind of cool to see, you know, him thinking outside the box, which you always wonder because. If you're a head coach at a place for, say, six years like him, like him or a guy like Marvin Lewis or other guys who've, who've been long-tenure coaches, like Marvin Lewis, I believe was, was a lot longer than Rex. A couple of years, maybe only a year, so maybe not a lot. But you can't really just, like, stop what you're doing and then just necessarily flip it. So now Rex, you get fired. Now you're like, oh, it, it sucks. But now you got a clean slate. You're like, okay, what do we have to work at here? We got four Pro Bowl quality defense alignment. I've never had that in my career, ever. Yeah, that's. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess Jerry Hughes dream. technically isn't, but like, 
But now you can put your corners on an island. You don't like you can go yeah. ape shit. You got Gilmore, like. So I don't necessarily think we're gonna see a, a straight up three four. If they ran a four three most of the time, I would not be shocked. But again, most of the time they're really in the nickel, anyways. You know, you got to figure with right. the three receiver sets. But well, Aaron Williams was saying in his interview that the whole the whole idea right now is just confuse the quarterback. I mean, I think that's and a goal. I, I that's a think, goal every time. And I don't. I think that's that's gonna be. Yeah, Rex brought up a guy like Manny Lawson and Jerry Hughes. You don't know, right. especially in the forty-six. Who's the outside linebacker? Who's the end? You right. don't know. Who's coming? Who's not? Yeah, yeah. And and Manny Lawson, you know, if you if you follow his career a little bit, um, first round pick. I forgot who. I believe it was San Francisco, wasn't it? And then he went to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and then he went to the Bills, and um. You know, I try to read about teams, players. I, I try to read, like, comments of the team. It, it, say you're on lunch, you read Pro Football Talk or something, you got a few minutes. I read the comments on certain things because then you get to find out the general consensus, the, the, the pulse of the fan in that city and, and, like, what their knowledge is of that player. Then you can research it. Like, so, I'll, you know, obviously with the Bills, you listen to Buffalo sports media, it's a, it's a lot more home of a take on, on the issues at hand than listening to the national ESPN that doesn't know shit. You know, they're not there every day. And for them, they have to cover 32 teams. So on PFT, you, you get this vibe that, like on Pro Football Talk, I should say, like in the comments on, on, on how these players are. And, they, and, and these guys would just like say, Oh, yeah, good luck with Manny Lawson, blah, 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 from Cincinnati. He can't do shit. That dude's a flop. And then it's like, look what Mike Patton made out of him, man. He Very, very serviceable. And what's that say? There's more to the story. So he could have been in the wrong defense. He could have had poor coaching. He could have not been given a shot. And that's a hell of a credit to the scouting department to find that guy. I mean, look at these guys, dude. These guys that they bring in are impact players. They're 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 drafting good. The scouting department is just disgusting, yeah. man. And and like Rex is on the same page with them, and yeah, they, that's what we need, man. They really are digging up guys out of nowhere that can go out there and get stuff done. I mean, Nigel Brad stepped up to the plate last year, late round pick four I, years I've ago. I always like Bradham. I've always liked him. He's he was an animal at Florida State. He's always been he's always been awesome. And then you even got guys like Arthur Motes, you know, real late pick, and, and he's still playing yeah. with the Steelers. And and it, man, it's so refreshing. And, and my my point is is with 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 Rex, overall is you got this forty six. Like there's no ceiling. You got he's not he's hit a reset button, and now he has. A proven, you know, he's studied the Bills many times, okay? He knows exactly what the scouting department and general manager are capable of. And that's great to know that from the ownership down, by the way, owners being at practice. And, you know, since Rolf has gotten, you know, Rolf is old, couldn't make it out anymore, you know? But everybody's on the same page. Cannot wait to see what comes up. And it sounds like they're not going to – it feels – I had the same feeling, though, beware with Doug Marone, with getting Mike Patton and Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, they're on the cutting edge. They're on the cutting edge. You know what the cutting edge was? Believing Obama was the cutting edge. Because <laughs> I voted for that guy. and Dude, you turned your back on us, dog. I don't know what happened there. But Rex Ryan, I feel like we're on the cutting edge. You know, you got a proven guy – and Greg Roman, who's made lemonade out of these lemon quarterbacks. You know, Alex Smith, I brought up a million times. What? Seven years at least? Yeah. Like how, what quarterback gets seven years on a team and sucks? No one. So it's like. Alex Smith. Yeah. 
And then you got Rex Ryan with the proven track record. And then the scouting department, you got three spots that are just, okay, we can make it happen. And give credit, too, to Russ Brandon. By the way, now the main dude, too, president of the Sabres. Sabres. Yeah, good job, Russ. And I think it it comes down to Russ, too, because he he has helped with Jim Overdorf and getting these guys to – to be creative with their contracts. And something he kind of mentioned that he hinted towards is with the new ownership, you can even get more creative. So that could mean a lot of things, if however you want to read into it. But look at Jerry Hughes. They got it done. What Rex wants, he will get, and it, and I just believe it will get done. And if it doesn't, it's going to suck. And I'm going to be looking right. back at three years, man. I can't believe I believe the hype. You know, those Rex's big, white, beautiful chompers. I was so psyched. But <laughs> I am not – I still feel like I need to get punched in the face and wake up. Like, I can't believe this is our Buffalo Bills right now. Yeah, the, there hasn't been this kind of enthusiasm in this town in forever. Yeah, we, and, we we're, always say and we're in Rochester, too. We're not even in Buffalo. And, like, Rochester – you're noticing a lot more people wearing Bills shit. And Rochester is the king of the, oh, I don't have a team. What do you mean? Your team was the Bills? Well, yeah, I mean, I used to follow it. Okay, dude. Yeah. We, I get it. All you right. fell off. All I don't right. blame you. All right. You know, your dad, by the way. Man. And then, you know, I got to see text messages from my dad about my Bills. Oh, man, only if they, why don't they just, my dad's had the same, like, play written up for the Bills for 15 years. Why don't they just run a bootleg? Just run him out there. Dad, you don't think they freaking tried it, man? You don't think they know he's a dunce? He's going to trip on his feet or something? Come on, man. You don't know that <laughs> he's not going to make a proper throw for the check down with, with Fred Jackson? Come on, man. You don't know the coach is messed up in the head? He's not going to let his quarterback do anything? Come on. Anyways, I'm just about done here. How about you? Yeah. That's I mean, it. That, that's Expect a good some look updates. Do some homework. By the way, please tell your freaking friends if you want to hear two idiots talk about the Bills. We're here. This isn't meant to be, uh, you know, talking on the radio type bullshit. We can swear. Why? Because we make the rules. All right. So numbillsfan.podbean.com. Numbillsfan. Search for it on iTunes, at NumBillsFan on Twitter, at NumBillsFan somewhere on Facebook. Look into it. Might have some stickers being made. Please shoot me an email too, at NumBillsFan at gmail.com. I hope you can spell. And good luck to you. We should be back, I hope, within uh, a few days. We just want to have some content. There might be some future ones that are just... Short little snippets of information, you know. By the way, Aaron Cromer, real quick, his charges got dropped, which there hasn't been a move made on that. Charges dropped. No comment has been made from the team. Right. So we'll have a better update with that. But anything else? That's it for me. All right. Keep it real. Thanks, guys. Bye now.